0: So rats don't run the city, we do. <laughs> hello, hello, little rats, and welcome to another episode of Chatty Rats. I am your co-host, Natalia. And I am Sheen. And we're back we-
1: for another week. <laughs> of juicy little topics to
0: chat with our little rats. About. I am so excited. I want to start out by saying that I order myself a lot of lingerie online because I'd be feeling Porcois. sexy. Literally for nothing. I, <laughs> I have been feeling like I want to be like sexier this year. I want to buy myself some lingerie to wear as a top. I'd be feeling myself lately.
1: Oh, I like that. Like a nice bra, like a lacy type of thing. Yes, girl. I love it. And you've worn it? Yes, yes. And I got two numbers. Two. <laughs> While wearing it? <laughs> of course. It works. So it's clearly working. It's always your energy too cuz I'm sure you feel sexy so you give off sexy energy.
0: That's exactly how I feel cuz I think that I feel all confident so then I'm giving off those vibes, you know. Yeah. Can I tell you my random thought of the week? What is your random thought?
1: I've been thinking about how in the last year I've really shifted from being a mega introvert to more of a extroverted introvert, might I say.
0: Ooh she's spicy
1: yeah but let me say what my biggest tip for that is if you do want to play more into your extroverted side stop using extroverts as your crutch as in like your extroverted relationships in your life so whether that be a partner a bestie family members because I used to do that I used to Date only people who are extroverted and rely on my extroverted besties as a crutch. Yeah. And then in this past year, I've really had to test myself. I've just been kind of forced in the deep end, and yeah. through that, I've become a lot more outgoing because I've been forced to do it. So, yeah, you, know, you got to stop using them as a crutch.
0: I agree. It's scary, but sometimes extroverts—they don't let you shine. They really don't. I had to work on as an extrovert. Dead ass was. Learning how to shut the fuck up, <laughs> so that other people could also yes. talk. Yes, get people to stage too.
1: <laughs> it's interesting, yeah, because it's the opposite. It's like with introverts, like learn how to speak up more, and then obviously for extroverts, the opposite. But yeah, if you're using extroverts as your crutch in s- social situations, you're never going to be able to flex that muscle and work on it
0: and yep. grow. I agree, and I love that for you, and you're doing it. Thank you. I am doing it honestly. I love it. This year, I've seen so much change and growth in you. Like, I feel like you're really like coming to your own. You know, it's just so cool to see. Yeah. You. Thank like, you. Yeah, I really am.
1: It's crazy because if I think about my life last year and where I was. I remember I really wanted more friends and I didn't know how I was going to make new friends, you know, all these different things. And it was only because I've been putting myself out there more and more alone, might I add, that Mm -hmm. I've been able to attract all these different things. So I can't recommend it enough.
0: So, I mean, if anyone's like kind of going through that, you know, Sheen just did it. She's a very introverted woman and she's out here just pushing herself a little bit. I feel like growth is just about pushing yourself one little like one percent more like every year like do things that kind of yes you you have to start small Mm -hmm. exactly but that's actually a good segue because
1: I think a hot topic we can talk about is just perfectionism because I don't know what it is about our generation but a lot of us tend to have that shit
0: I think so too and a big reason is obviously social media right we see what perfect allegedly could look like and we constantly are comparing ourselves to other people like it's always in front of your face that you could be supposedly doing more back then it was really hard to compare yourself to other people like your parents your siblings the highest ranking person in your class now you can compare yourself to the rest of the world that's a lot that's true so i feel like that's probably why like there's this whole wave of people just being big perfectionists which i guess you and i both are
1: You're a Virgo. I'm a Virgo rising. It's in our DNA.
0: We love to be perfect.
1: (laughs) I think for me, where I started noticing my perfectionism the most was when I started putting myself out there creatively. I don't know if you can relate to that. hundred percent. Yeah, because I think with school or like work, there is an element of control with it. Like you have a guide and you're like, okay, if I do X, Y, Z – I'm gonna be like quote unquote perfect, or I'm what they're asking me to hit, right?
0: It's cool. I think it's easy because you get graded, right? That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, E F. You know if
1: you're you're performing (laughs) perfect, quote unquote, or performing well. But when it comes to creative endeavors, you have no idea how it's going to be received and like how you're going to be quote unquote graded. So I think that's where it started showing up for me. I think you're gonna touch on. How someone could identify maybe if they're being a perfectionist, and then I wanted to touch on perspective shifts that helped me overcome becoming a perfectionist. So I'll let you start for us tonight today.
0: Okay, so you may be a perfectionist um, if you have an all or nothing mentality. That means that you're either perfect or you can't do anything at all. So Mm. this can be manifested in like projects, for example. Like let's say machine you have a perfect tiktok and you don't think it's perfect i'll never see that tiktok ever go live because it wasn't perfect mm-hmm. you focus on results so if your results are not you know 100 percent a plus good feedback everything you've worked for you think is garbage which mm-hmm. is how i say trash as we know and another thing is that you might be hypercritical of yourself but you might be masking this a self-improvement
1: yeah that's the that's the thing it's like almost it's like self-sabotage and almost like a defense mechanism you're right yeah right
0: because we think that unless our product is absolutely perfect it's not worthy anymore or we think that somehow we're going to have control of like what that feedback's going to be like so we're like oh if this is the best thing i ever do then i'm never going to get rejected i'm never going to be criticized like it's going to be great Because we're so afraid Mm -hmm. of that negative outcome if we don't achieve perfection, which is so much fucking pressure. (laughs) It is. Can I tell you an example of
1: something I did that was insane and it just speaks to my perfectionism?
0: Do tell, baby boo. Do tell.
1: So I was doing social media management for a bit and I had a separate TikTok for that. That was like in 2020. So before my fashion page. Yeah. I wanted to launch a website so I could put up my offerings and stuff. So, what a normal person would do is they would maybe (laughs) hire someone from Fiverr or go on YouTube and learn how to do a basic website themselves, right? But I was like, no, it has to be perfect. (laughs) So, I hired this designer who was super great, like amazing, but it cost like four or (gasps) 5K. And I was like, I still got to do this. I can't put out a website unless it's perfect. So I like I would be proud to show it to people and I'd feel comfortable doing that. And guess what? By the time it came for like the launch of the website, I was already transitioning into my fashion content and I had already taken this like almost full time social media management position where I didn't have time to like take on other clients. Yeah. So I have never launched that for five thousand dollar website i've never launched it and it's just sitting it just exists Um, it just exists oh my god but it's just there
0: mykonos trip (laughs)
1: like
0: just girl
1: yeah it's insane so that's what perfectionism can cost you and there was no point of that but i i think for me i was so afraid i think yeah afraid of being judged for it right And it reminds me of this quote in Rick Rubin's book that Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with. But he says, if a creator is so afraid of judgment that they're unable to move forward, it might be that their desire to share the work isn't as strong as their desire to protect themselves. And I think that's what perfectionism comes down to. It's like you're protecting yourself and you're hiding behind something perfect. So you don't get criticism. Yeah.
0: Which perfection is a prison of your own making it is it really really is a lot of my self-worth and stuff you know has come in the past from like feeling like i have to be perfect something Mm -hmm. as simple as like if my body looks this way i will get Mm -hmm. this i will be happier whatever Mm -hmm. and it's like those are all baby prisons that i'm i was at least Mm -hmm. creating for myself and guess what yes once i achieved those goals i still wasn't happy (laughs) you know so I think that that kind of goes to show like that's definitely a mindset. We have to shift from like even if the result is not quote unquote perfect, which by the way, it could never be uh, all the hard work you did to get there. It doesn't mean that it's devalued.
1: Yeah, because I think we have to focus more on the process and the journey than that being like the fine finality of it. Like this is it. This is the only thing I'm
0: doing. If you look at it more of like a stepping stone. 100% you know I this is like same thing with my creative journey like I have built on top of things right when I released my first podcast I barely knew anything about editing sound microphones what's a mixer what is this cable like I knew nothing and I've been Mm -hmm. learning and picking up things like over the last couple of years and it made me for a while feel embarrassed. I was like, wow, how did I not know this before? Like this could have been so mm. much better. I even thought about the leading episodes that I was like, fuck, the audio is terrible. Because to me it was like embarrassing. But it was like, no, Natalia, like you have to learn to accept the process. That garbage sound was just a stepping stone, like you said. You yes. know, like that's how you get to the But it's professional also so sound. nice. Isn't
1: it nice for you to like reflect back and be like, holy shit, this is how far I've come. Like, this is amazing to see my growth.
0: Yeah. And that's exactly how you should be seeing it. And putting yourself in that creative endeavor, it's really what pushes like pushes you out. I think because you have to get out of that headspace, right? Otherwise, you could never create. Exactly. You'll never create
1: and put it out. I know I even I was telling you that even when it comes to this podcast, because it, this is a new creative endeavor for me, yeah, I have moments where I feel like it could, quote unquote, be more perfect. And I see myself slipping back into that mindset. Yeah. And I think the thing that I have to keep reminding myself is let's look at the journey and where we're going to go. Who knows where we're going to be three months from now, a year from now, you know, If we never put this out, we'll never get to that point where like a year from now we've improved and we've grown and whatever it might be. Yeah. And back to Rick Rubin, just to throw in another thing he says, because I I love his perspective on this, but he just essentially says the same thing. He's like, you have to just look at it. Not that this is going to be the eternity to define you, whatever you're doing. It's just the beginning. Your mission is to complete this so you can get to the next project. And that's how a productive rhythm of your, like, creativity life works. You just have to complete it and look at the bigger picture. Yeah. I love that. You know, I used to even have this perspective when it came to outfits. I would go crazy putting different things together and trying to make it perfect until one day I was like, Sheen, it does not need to be perfect. It could be a flop, but as long as you're trying something new, doing something Mm -hmm. like some pieces you like, even if you don't love it 100%, just do it. And if you didn't love it, you didn't love it. But yeah, to reframe myself for when it came to clothes as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, the same thing with comedy is like when you're writing a bit, you know, they always tell you your joke writing, even if your joke is done, is never done. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to just go to the mic Mm -hmm. and test new stuff because a good comedian is someone that takes chances. And two, with comedy is so subjective that there are times where like my joke crushes in a room and just Mm -hmm. bombs in another. And as a creative, I'm like, oh my God, like is it the audience? Is Is it me? But Mm -hmm. see, even if I spent all week long working on the perfect bit, two different reactions. Yeah. So For me, the challenge is just being like, fuck it, I just gotta get out there, do the damn thing as best as I can, and that is good enough. I think that comedy has definitely helped me take criticism well and also learning that it's all a process.
1: Just honestly, being creative, just putting yourself out there in that sense builds this muscle. Another thing that I got vulnerable about that I spoke on my TikTok that I think we should expand on is celibacy because we've both... I'm currently going through it, you've done it before, mm-hmm. so I think it would be really fun if we talk about our experiences. First, I want to start off by saying before you did celibacy, what did you think, <laughs> like what were your impressions of it? What did you
0: think it meant? Well, I used to be a professional hoe, <laughs> so uh, young yeah, girl, I was busy in the streets, basically. Um <laughs> not that that's a bad thing I was exploring you know my sexy time mm-hmm. but so I thought it was stupid obviously I was like I could never I love attention I love boys I definitely thought that it was something that like if you were a monk you do or something like that
1: that's literally what I thought like I thought it was you know like those spiritual girlies that are I don't know just like living this Mormon almost like lifestyle not down with electricity I don't know just felt like it was that was my impression of it like I'm going to go live on a farm and be celibate. and Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's for people who are really like spiritual.
0: Agreed. And I grew up pretty religious. So doing the sexy time was actually a sign of like rebellion. Like, Mm. fuck that, I'm free now. Woohoo. So that's kind of what gave sex the thrill, I think, for a while. Mm. Which kind of goes, you know, what made me try celibacy is that because I treated sex like a sport for a while it was either like a way to get men or Mm -hmm. it was like a game a lot of the times too Mm. it definitely started to lose its value Okay. I realized that a lot of my validation when I was younger went from like looks um you know if I hooked up with a really hot guy like or something like that so it was kind of starting to become I would say dark, honestly.
1: When did you have that moment where it all clicked that you had this moment of self-awareness?
0: It was a boy. I was hooking up with him and we hooked up really early on, but I started to get like feelings for him. And then Mm. it didn't work out and that really broke my heart. And then I kind of realized I was like, I'm actually having like sex with people still way too soon. Mm -hmm. And it's making me Think that I like them more than I do, and then yeah. part of me also felt like a little numb to it, and I was like, I need to drop it all and like just stop. Mm. So I just decided I was like, I think I need to know who I am without sex, and also yeah. how do I interact with men and relationships when I don't have it? Uh, yeah, because it was starting to not give me peace of mind.
1: Okay, how about you? So for me, I think I realized pretty young that casual intimacy and like interactions weren't necessarily for me especially after college Mm -hmm. I've tried to be more intentional with it but still I think my most recent situation after my breakup last year I like had a friends with benefits type of situation and I just realized it wasn't making me feel the best So Mm -hmm. I was like, why am I doing this? I think I need space from this because I don't understand why I'm doing it. Yeah. Like it somewhat feels good, but then it sometimes feels bad. So I don't know how to explain it. it.
0: It's like an emptiness because... Yes. At least for me, when I went from like, it was a thrill to like, I'm just doing this with people that I'm dating because it's a thing to do. And I didn't think about like, do I like really care about this person or is it just like my hormones going crazy? You know? So I think that there was something missing in there for me as well.
1: Yeah. And I just felt like I enjoyed that part, but like once it happened, I was like, I really don't like how this is making me feel. Yeah. So I just decided to take a step back and I didn't think that I was going to embark on this journey, but it kind of happened. And now I'm, loving it. Yeah. So we can talk about the benefits. I have quite a few that I feel like I can list off the top of my head. Go ahead. Okay. So some of them I've said in my like little TikTok video, one of the coolest ones I think is I don't have the grass is greener mentality where I think if I were to get in a relationship, it's going to solve all my problems. Yeah. I'm enjoying being single, even if that means like, you know, not finding someone right away. So that's one thing. Having higher self-esteem and self-worth. Oh, I
0: love that. Yeah.
1: Finding joy being alone. That's like a big one because I think mm-hmm. the celibacy gave me space to find how to have fun alone. And then taking space and really understanding what do I want in life and in a partner. Also like rediscovering what are like my sexual desires because
0: Ooh, I love that. are they
1: what I was programmed to think they are and I think I told you like I don't want to watch porn anymore at this moment because I want yeah. to give myself that space of discovering what is it do- that I actually want without the influence of what I'm seeing Yeah, and what yeah so I think that really um, those are some of the things that it really helped me. afford. Oh, I love that yeah. I had a period of like almost 90 days where I completely deprived myself from male validation just like talking to men, being on dating apps, that sort of thing. And I think that detox helped me not seek it because it was very hard to get rid of male validation Yeah, in agreed. every form. It was truly a detox. But since I did it, I don't seek it the same way I used to. At a certain point, I feel like dating apps were even an addiction, like swiping and just like getting that little dopamine of like, oh, I've matched with someone or like posting things to get men's attention or I don't know, interacting with men online and even in person and things like that.
0: Listen, you ladies, you will be surprised how much time you have. (laughs) When you're not worried about texting a guy back.
1: Literally. I That's actually one of the things I said to you. You have space to fill. Like you have so much space to fill with other things.
0: Yes. Like you have so much space. Yes. It's lovely. And the peace that I felt that year. Yes. I was just relaxed all the time. It was the best. Um, Yeah. And then I think I learn to value not just myself because I became very spiritual because I had the time to read a lot of books um do a lot of Mm self-help do a lot of therapy me and me and myself got back together after I broke up with all the men for a while and Mm -hmm. that was so important for me because Mm. it made me feel like I was like oh like this is who I am and I also I think the most important thing is that I learned how to value my body more I want to preface this too like Having your whole phase, getting crazy, getting a little naughty, nothing wrong with that. I did all those things. There's no shame. I'm happy I did those things. Like, it was fun that it's time. But then as I got older, I was kind of like, okay, this no longer serves any purpose, you know? Doing all the sex was like a sexual liberation for me because I grew up thinking that you should never, ever have it. And then from there, Mm -hmm. it was rekindling my relationship with sex in a way that suits me best, in a way that I feel valued and cared for. And I realized, you know, also just becoming more spiritual that sex is an exchange of energy. Whoever you let inside the punene, (laughs) you absorb their energy. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. you can't just let, you know, at this point in my life, I was like, I need to feel safe. I need to feel good about someone. I don't really get anything out of just like, Mm woo, let's hook up, like blacked out, don't even remember, don't even know if I enjoyed it. And even now, you know, it's still sex is still a journey for me because I went from like, being a little too kinky, to too. Like, I was like, maybe mm. I shouldn't do anything. And now I'm kind of like, let's blend the two again, you know, because mm. you don't have to deprive be- yourself of those things either.
1: Yeah. Like, discovering what your authentic path for that is. Mm-hmm. I want to do tips for anyone who's like thinking about starting a celibacy journey or is in one. So, I'll give you my little hot tips. Mm-hmm. Before entering, I think you really have to analyze how your sexual experiences currently are going. Are you be- are they benefiting you right now? Are you really enjoying them deep down? Just get really in tune with how you're actually feeling when it comes to your like when it comes to intimacy with other people. And are you ready for something different?
0: I love that. Because
1: you cannot continue living as you are. I think the biggest thing, you have to expand your perspective. So kind of like what you said, you started doing therapy, you turned to Mm self-help. I think if you're going to do this journey, you have to also work on shifting your perspective, whether that's from books, therapy. So you can't just like be doing exactly the same thing you were doing right before you started.
0: Um, What is it like? It's crazy to expect different results.
1: I think it's like an Albert Einstein quote. What is it? Let me see. Yeah. It's insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Is that the one? Yep. So, and I also think a really important part that I realized, and I think you'll probably agree with this one, is making space for alone time and really connecting with yourself. When you're doing this journey, that's like one of the most important parts. And then even when you do Start to have romantic connections or start on that journey during your celibacy, using that space from the physical aspect to be more in tune with how you feel. Like, how am I feeling around this person? You know, am I attracted to them? And then also, what I did, which I think I highly recommend, is making a list of what is it that you're looking for in a partner, and like even in your life, like what what do you want? Yeah. Well, now that you have created all this space, yeah, exactly. Cause you have the space to be able to really sit with yourself and do these things. But yeah,
0: those are my I love that little tips for me, a weak, weak child. So I actually didn't date as much because it thought it would be too tempting. It was definitely like a self-control exercise. I would say, because I had to tell myself when I was tempted to just be like, no, kind of like what you were saying, just like, it's not worth it. Mm. Cause I remember always repeating to myself, what is your intent behind this? And then it was like to feel better yes. than I did last year. And then I was mm. like, are you there? The answer was always no. Then mm. I was like, then what are you doing? I
1: love that I, you checked in with yourself like that. That's I so did. beautiful. You had and a you little know what system I, of check-in. Yes,
0: <laughs> it was. And then you know what I remember? I thought about, if this helps anybody, you know when you have sex with someone and you wake up the next morning, you're like, that was not worth it. That was not it. Yes. Like that was yeah. not a good sexy time. I yeah. just told myself that it's probably gonna be that. So I was like, so is it worth inhibiting your growth? And I would the answer is always no. Mm-hmm. So then I would just picture myself waking mm-hmm. up and being like, Ugh, I didn't even come. Like <laughs> so that definitely reeled it back in. <laughs> yeah. I think it's worth giving a shot. I think that, you know, we've both had different journeys and how we decided to be celibate for a while. Yeah. We're taking away similar things, which is you know the self growth, like focusing on yourself, and those are all things that yeah I'm never gonna regret that year that I spent doing the work because I really really did the work and so I agree. You. I think don't waste it if you're gonna do yeah. it. Yeah, you know that's the most important thing. You cannot have sex all year long, but if you don't spend that year with intention, you're not gonna get as much yes. out of it as you could.
1: I think I've realized with a lot of things, space is such a beautiful beautiful thing to give yourself,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: whether you're in a relationship and you're confused or you're not feeling good about something, you know, whether it's like dating in your life, just allowing yourself to give space. But the strange thing about human beings is we do not like giving ourselves space. No. Like it scares us,
0: right? It's immediate gratification. Like that's what we want. Yeah. Uh, That's the one thing I kept telling myself. It was, do I want this thrill? or do I want like a long-term partner? Mm. And then mm-hmm. you know we talked about it in the last episode how we want to be mirrors of what we want to attract. So I was like I have to become mm-hmm. those things first. And that was super important to me.
1: The space to look at yourself and be like where am I at and who do I need to grow to to attract the right person? Yeah. That was beautiful. I love that. Now let's go into our favorite part, Rider path. I have some juicy ones for you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Okay. So first one is a toughie. Okay. Let's say someone from the future comes. So they're telling you with absolute certainty. Would you ride or pass them telling you you're not going to find love or you're not going to be successful in your endeavors? I
0: think I'm going to pass. Telling me that I'll never find love. Okay. I'm such a simp. I, <laughs> I feel like a life without love is just not, not a life worth living, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah. So my, my initial instinct is to pass on not being successful in my endeavors. But when I imagine that scenario of like, oh, I'm about to be so successful, but I will never find love according to this – it feels a little empty right I don't don't like that so I think I agree that a life without love will not be worth living
0: yeah like I can be in my beach house in Malibu but if I'm alone (laughs) yeah but then I'm like think of all the outfits think think about the shoes um no I agree but I you know what if someone told me that the love thing would mess me up more long term than the job It's a career thing because I know myself. Mm. I'll be like, "Yes, I will." Like, (laughs) because no matter what (laughs) in my life, I'm always gonna work hard at whatever it is I'm passionate about. And because I'm all about the journey, even if I don't become whatever super famous or anything, that's fine. Then, no, I'm not gonna meet my baby boo boo bear. I don't like that.
1: (laughs) Okay, my next one's pretty juicy. Yeah. Ride or pass, have a man who watches porn every night before bed, like before bed, in bed with you, (laughs) or who has to (laughs) lick his lips and say, damn, when a hot girl passes by every single
0: time. (gasps) Girl. You know what? I will ride the porn. I will watch it with him. (laughs) And I will pass on the licking lips because the licking lips thing, so cringe for me. I cannot do it. And I'll be so jealous. I'll be like, but (laughs) can't do it.
1: I think I'm with you because at least that the first one is like in the privacy of our own home. Yeah. The licking the lips is out in these streets. Like that is just embarrassing.
0: Yeah. And then you're dating a creepy man.
1: Jack is like a woman in front of you. Like, yeah.
0: mm -hmm. Ooh. Yeah, no. I'm going to pass on that.
1: <laughs> okay. Ride or pass following situationships that didn't work out on social media?
0: I guess I'll say ride because I have been doing that lately. But yeah, I think that if it was like a very, very bad ending, I couldn't because I'll be like too sad. I think I'm
1: starting to go towards pass. I haven't put it into action yet. Yeah. But I'm starting to be in the place where I'm just thinking, why do I need to keep this energy in my life? Cuz ultimately social media is a part of everyone's life. Like we are spending time on it each day. So I don't know. I'm I'm starting to feel like I want to unfollow them and unsubscribe from their life if we didn't work out and, you know, well, like why if we're not talking anymore, why are we like why are we following each other? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. Therapists say that the best thing to do is chop a roo. So it is the healthiest thing to yeah. do. Yeah. But it's just, I think, in human nature to be like, but what if you come back? What if we rekindle? Um, exactly. But I do think that, like, for example, if I, like, meet my my boo, I might, like, unfollow people. Because mm. I think in a weird way, that's our generation's way of leaving the door open.
1: It is. Yeah. That's the thing. That's That's why I'm just... I think oh. to myself, if they didn't do it now, why am I leaving the door open for them? Yeah, that's true. You didn't want me then? You didn't want me now? Why would I want you to want me then?
0: I don't know. Yeah, totally agree. Just my two cents. That's right. So I guess that's
1: all we have for today? That is all we have for today. And if you have any ride or pass suggestions for us, please feel free to DM us at Pod. That is our at. Also, would love to hear if any of you guys have been curious about the celibacy or have any questions
0: about it. Let us know. Yeah, DM us. We could create a guide for you. We'll we'll figure it out together. It's a lot more fun than it sounds. <laughs> Bye. Bye little rats.